Hello and welcome to the Healthcare Solutions Project, the podcast where we get to know health industry innovators who are working to improve cost, quality, and health outcomes and enhance patient and clinician satisfaction. I'm Don Siemens, and today I'm joined by an innovator who is working to empower healthcare consumers with their own health information, Kristen Valdez. Kristen, welcome to the Healthcare Solutions Project. Thanks so much for having me, Don. Listeners to this podcast may recognize Kristen's name from a previous podcast where I chatted with Kristen for about 10 minutes during the Virtual Hymns 20 week, and I was so impressed that uh, I wanted to have her back on the show. So we're doubly glad to have you back, Kristen. Well, I'm really excited to be here. Kristen is an entrepreneur and a former health insurance industry executive. Throughout her career, Kristen has worked on all aspects of the insurance system, including a three-year tenure as vice president of federal claims at XL Health and United Healthcare. She previously led the management team at XL Health and oversaw its integration into UHC. And having seen how healthcare works from the inside, she's intent on transforming the way healthcare is delivered and accessed through her company, BeWell. So Kristen, maybe the biggest news at BeWell in the past few weeks is that you just secured some venture funding. What does that mean for your organization? We did. So we're very excited. Uh, We were able to raise capital from existing customers and new customers. So we went the strategic route for folks that are really leaning in towards population health and value-based care and consumerism in health. So we're very excited that the folks that have funded our round are aligned strategically with our mission. And that's going to allow us to continue to grow with the number of enterprise contracts that we've been bringing in and closing um, and be able to get our um, application out into the hands of many, many more users um, through those partnerships. So really excited about having the funding. It does sound like an exciting time for you. You've been in healthcare for more than 20 years. Why did you decide to get into healthcare? You know, I actually fell into healthcare. I um, my first job out of college was actually um, in the financial industry, doing data analytics, and I was um, offered an opportunity to come to work for an organization that had just secured a contract with the Centers for Medicare and Medicaid Services to do. Uh, really advanced analytics and data aggregation and normalization for both the Medicare and Medicaid program to stand up fraud, waste, and abuse detection services across the country. And I felt like that was a mission I could get behind. Um, I had a really strong leader in that organization who showed me what the impact was to the seniors and the underserved population when they were being preyed upon uh, by bad actors. That's really interesting. And uh, it's, it's such a complex system that's so Byzantine almost that, that it almost invites fraud and abuse. Oh, absolutely. I mean, we used to say anytime a new payment rule or regulation would come out, that there was going to be someone inside 30 days who was abusing those payment codes. Hmm. Um, and quite frankly, we have a system that is so archaically behind from a technology perspective that it's very easy for fraudsters and bad actors to get in and get out very quickly with huge amounts of money. Hmm. Well, there are all sorts of problems that you could choose to address in the healthcare system, but you founded Be Well because of some frustrating experiences you had as a family caregiver. Can you tell us more about that? I did. I mean, honestly, I think like most people who enter healthcare, it's um, it's like the Hotel California. You know, you can check in, out, check out anytime you like, but you can never leave because <laughs> right. there's just so much opportunity 
But um, BeWell was founded out of a very personal need. And so, you know, while I here I have been, you know, healthcare executive for, you know, almost my entire career. And when I had my second child, Bailey, uh, she was born with a very significant autoimmune condition. And that was the first time that I really had to navigate the healthcare delivery system as an end user, as a mother, and as a caregiver. And I found it impossible to do. Uh, my daughter was going from doctor to doctor, specialist to specialist. Um, a lot of times with people looking at me like I was a crazy mom, you know, trying to find something wrong with a perfectly healthy child. But the data analytics and healthcare background that I had really lended itself to the belief that I had that my daughter, there was something more underlying in regards to my daughter's condition. And she was ultimately um, had a near-death experience from a drug to disease contraindication where her body uh, killed off all its own blood platelets and she nearly bled internally oh to death. And it was avoidable. And it was avoidable because the diagnosis that she had was present in a specialist systems EMR and her primary care pediatrician did not yet have the benefit of that diagnosis and prescribed her a routine medication for a sinus infection. Uh, that seemed like an everyday normal course of action and could not see the drug to disease contraindication. Even today, my daughter has 17 patient portals, none of which are accurate, none of which talk to each other. Hmm. So I left. I launched Be Well Connected Health. It's actually named for my daughter, Bailey. I've called her B since the day that she was born. Hmm. Uh, and I am very fortunate to have such a strong team of passionate people that are really working towards changing the consumer experience in healthcare to make it less fragmented and complex really to create that easy button for consumers are surrounding all of their healthcare and giving them that first screen mobile application that's persistent and portable, but most importantly, personalized to their own health needs. Okay, so let's talk about that a little bit. You want to empower healthcare consumers. What does BeWell do that kind of makes it unique? Absolutely. So you can ask any room full of people in the country, you know, where do you go on your mobile device to manage all your healthcare in one place? Hmm. And they're not really going to have an answer for you. Right. And that's because as consumers, we have, see multiple different doctors with multiple different EMRs and systems. In fact, we've got portals, logins, and passwords for every doctor, hospital, lab, radiologist, pharmacy that we walk into. We have portals and passwords for our insurance companies that change on average every 2.4 years. We have employer-sponsored health and wellness programs that average right now 7 to 21 different disparate programs. And there's already half a million digital health applications that sit in the U.S. cloud. And all of that together creates chaos for individuals because, again, there's a fragmented piece of their healthcare experience in multiple different applications. But what makes that worse is that 86% of all healthcare decisions in our country are made by women. And so we have that times the number of people in our family that we care give to. And so we might have it for our children, to our spouses, and now more often to our parents who are living generationally 25 years longer than the generation prior. So by helping consumers to aggregate and collect and have use and control of their own healthcare information, that 360-degree view, we can use that as the basis to make personalized recommendations for them where no two users have the same experience in their application because we're only targeting them with education, information, and actions we want them to take based on the needs of the health of themselves or their family and loved ones. And then we have the ability to connect them to 
see easy actions like mobile scheduling appointments or talking to a doctor now through telemedicine, but also to partners and point solutions that exist in the market. So when someone might have a social determinant where they lack access to transportation, we can pop up and offer to schedule them a ride at the time of their appointment. So we can connect them to partners in the industry that are trustworthy and that they can leverage based on what they need or the needs of their family members and loved ones. And then we can help them understand who pays for it. That sounds amazing. And and to me, running a business like this seems to have its own special challenges, aggregating all those hundreds of thousands of access points, making it all work (laughs) together seamlessly. it, It just seems impossible to me. What's that been like? Yeah, and I would say, you know, a lot of great companies before us have tried this and they have failed. And people often ask me, like, why now? And I would say only now is when it's available to be done. So it it was very cost prohibitive to to collect information on behalf of individuals previously because we were dealing with CDs and emails and faxes and boxes for a a paper. Um, Last Monday was a very, you know, kind of monumental day where – CMS and ONC dropped rules and regulations called information blocking and interoperability. And what these rules did were very transformational for consumers. They say that every individual has the right to access their own health information free of charge in under 30 days through any trusted third-party application of their choosing. And from the for the first time in history, actually prescribed the technology standard to be utilized, which is an open API interface. And so that allowed the industry to um, evaluate. They've been evaluating these rules for about a year before Mm -hmm. they moved to final. So the industry knew that they were coming. And that means the health systems and the EMRs, whether you're Epic, Cerner, Allscripts, Theta, Dr. Chrono, all of the EMR systems that are used in the country and payers have had the ability to stand up servers um, and promote these APIs where I can go connect into hospitals or I can connect into payers. And I can pull this data down instantly, which makes it a lot more affordable for people to connect that data, um, but also allows our industry as a whole to move forward with standards that uh, where you're not mapping every single data file, which is unique and different, into the same you know set of data elements. Now, of course, that's just payer and clinical records. We also use APIs for wearables and remote patient monitoring devices. We have direct connections. And unfortunately, it's not as easy as I made it all sound because fire is new and immature. We still have to operate in the same kinds of data standards that the industry has used historically. But we have a team of expert data mappers um, that really know how to consolidate and aggregate all of this data and then present it to users in an understandable way. Well, it sounds like you're ahead of the curve in this. We're certainly trying to be. (laughs) We know that it's necessary for consumers, and it literally is, um, you know, life and death. You know, when you don't have access to your data and you can't share that, especially if you're incapacitated, a lot of medical error can happen. And let's not forget medical error is the third leading cause of death in our country, not Mm. because physicians are intentionally trying to do harm, but because they're missing a lot of data um, access points that they need at the point of care. Yeah, it's it's critical what you're doing, so... It's critical not only for the patient, but it's also critical for the caregiver. One of the reasons you started this was so that you could have access to your, not just your information, but to your family's information. How does your app make it easier for parents who care for their children or for people who care for their aging parents? Absolutely. Well, in addition to caregiving to my daughter, um, I have had the blessing of being a caregiver to a parent who does not live with me. Uh, My dad is an amazing dad um, and probably the world's worst patient. And I do mean that. Um, (laughs) He is 
<laughs> he's a Vietnam vet. He has a lot of the challenges that come along with that, but he's the kind of person who came into the world with these parts and he's going out with them. <laughs> so, um, <laughs> you know, he's, he's very reluctant uh, for some of the current technology that medical uh, offers today. And so I realized then that there were several examples as I navigated my healthcare journey with him where I would meet him at the emergency room and realize that he was only there because he wasn't taking his medication. And when I asked him why he wasn't taking his medication, it was because it was too darn expensive or he didn't have a chance to go get it or the, um, the insurance company never called him back. And it was then that I realized that we needed to get information into the hands of the people who it matters most to because the insurance companies and um, many care managers and others, including his doctors, were calling my dad directly, but he wasn't picking up because he had no interest in talking about that. But now with BeWell, through our Health Tribe functionality, my dad has designated me a caregiver and I can receive alerts in real time that say, hey, dad's not filling his meds on time and I can do something about it. Mm -hmm. Or dad's due for a six month cardiology visit, would you like to schedule his appointment? And then I can just call dad and say, hey, I made your appointment for you know next Friday. I'm going to come pick you up at three o'clock. And I'll say, okay, great. You coming with me? And I'll say, yep, I'm coming. <laughs> so it allows for people to be connected to the person who is that healthcare CEO in the family. I love that. You've been in healthcare for more than 20 years. What's the proudest moment you've experienced in those couple of decades? I think the proudest moment for me, um, given all of the, and I've had some, the fortune of having some very good accomplishments. I mean, we were able to affect care um, for, you know, the, I would say, sickest, most expensive um, portions of the population across the U.S. and prove that through the great work and team of XL Health, which was really an amazing place to be. But I I still believe that the most proud moment in my career was when our CTO said, okay, we're turning this on in production. And I set up my account for my daughter mm. and instantly started seeing her medical records come together and be shown to me in a cohesive and understandable way in seconds. And that was, uh, it definitely brought tears to my eyes knowing what we had gone through and how much fight we'd had to make in order to get that. And I would say that's by far the most proud moment of my career. I love that. It sounds like it's a it's a labor of love. Without question. So with the experiences that you have had, both as an executive on the inside in the boardroom, as well as a patient yourself, everyone's a patient, as well as a caregiver. Absolutely. If you could wave a magic wand today and change something about healthcare, what would that be? The cost. Absolutely, the cost. Mm -hmm. Healthcare is too expensive. It's uh, we've created a situation where you know when you think about your health insurance, it's kind of like your car insurance. Like it's designed to treat you when you're sick, right. just like your car insurance is designed to fix your car when it's broken or you were in an accident. Mm -hmm. um, but because of that, we do not have enough emphasis on preventative care, and our population does not understand that there's a real cost to prevention. Yet by the time we age into Medicare we already have more one or more preventable chronic diseases. But there isn't anything that tells you where you are on the path towards that chronic disease before you get there. We wait for you to be diagnosed and sick, and then we treat you. And we're not going to win the healthcare war if we can't get upstream and help people to stop becoming sick in the first place. And the way to do that is to make care, testing, labs, 
just more affordable and make them easier to access for people. And if we can do that, then people really, you know, you can ask a whole room full of people like, hey, who here wants to become a type 2 diabetic? You're not going to see a lot of hands get raised. People don't want to be sick, but we don't give them the pathways that they need and the conveniences at the right cost point in order to help them do that. And I think that's what I'd like to see change. So prevention and wellness is an important concept, I believe. And I'm sure that there are a number of things that organizations can do, organizations who care about the cost of healthcare. And so I'm, I'm curious about what Be Well might be doing on that front. So when I say prevention and wellness, um, I don't mean the way that prevention and wellness is pushed out into the market today, mm. which is a whole lot of one-size-fits-all content where people are being told to be gluten-free, soy-free, dairy-free, you know, whatever right. free they may be, right? Um, because it's not personalized. When I say prevention and wellness, I mean true precision and personalized healthcare, helping people understand their own bodies, their own genetics, what they need to avoid disease, and to understand what their risk factors are up front. And there's a lot of people out there that are working towards this, um, you know, personalization. But the personalization is critical because it's easy to say, like, that's never going to happen to me when we're pushing out mass amounts of high-level information versus having a personalized conversation that says, hey, you know, Don, your blood pressure is higher than it was last year. You're not quite at the point of medication. But if you want to avoid medication and you want help with that, let me know. I've got some solutions for you. Because then you're having a personalized conversation that matters to the individual versus just pushing out best practices that might not be true for you as an individual, but might be true for the population at large on average. We have to stop living in the world of averages. Uh, this is all quite fascinating. I think that the the potential to do just that is it, it, it's almost mind-boggling. And without the confluence of all these things that are happening, I mean, you mentioned the new rules from CMS and the new API, and then we've got just the explosion of healthcare data that is is now available, as well as the the capability of analytics to to comb through, you know, terabytes of data and, and really make recommendations that we maybe couldn't have thought about on our own. Just the possibilities are are a little mind blowing. So maybe with bearing that in mind. What difference do you hope to make personally as you continue on this path that you've taken through the through the healthcare system? Absolutely. And I think, you know, as mind blowing as that is, it's all possible technically today. The barriers yeah. in healthcare have not been technology barriers. They have been regulatory barriers. And we're seeing in this administration the move to break down those barriers and to do it very quickly because we can't continue on the path that we're on today. And the difference that we hope to make is we hope that every American will have a first screen mobile application that is following into kind of what consumers ultimately want, which is one, be there for me when I need you. And two, tell me when there's something that I need to do. And by the way, make it easy and affordable for those things to happen. Give me experiences. Don't just give me actions to take on something that I don't fully understand and I'm not comfortable with. And so being able to give consumers that first screen mobile application that gives them the choice to take control of their health, to share information with whom they want to, and to be able to connect with family, friends, loved ones, and caregivers is hopefully the experience that will allow them to start avoiding these, you know, problematic, um, avoidable chronic diseases, but also when they are sick or there's something that they couldn't avoid, to give them the best resources possible and match them to people they can trust and share their information with who will you know, secure it from a privacy and security standpoint, 
but that will help them in their healthcare journey to make it easier and less complicated. And that's the mark that we hope to leave on the world. Well, I applaud you and I applaud all the efforts that you've put into it thus far. And I hope that you're extremely successful because I think that uh, what you're doing can make a big difference. How can our listeners get in touch with you and with Be Well? Absolutely. Well, thank you um, so much for your comments. Um, they can reach us through our website at www.ican, C-A-N, the letter B, well.com. We have a contact us uh, link that you can reach out to, and you can certainly follow me on uh, Twitter at K Valdez, V as in Victor, A-L-D-E-S as in Sam, one three. Fantastic. Thank you so much for your time and best of luck. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you.